0: Has your company just gone public, giving you a sudden influx of wealth? Have you been saving for the future and want to be sure you're managing wisely? Congratulations, and welcome to Wealth Unlocked with Tom Selbo of Landmark Wealth Management Group. Tom offers guidance to help you make the big decisions surrounding your finances, avoid costly mistakes, and build a strong financial foundation for your future. Let's get started.
1: There are IRAs, and there are Roth IRAs. Tom Selbo will explain the difference and why it may matter to you. I'm Patrice Sikora. So Tom, IRAs have been around since the 70s, while the Roth IRA didn't win congressional approval until 1997. But now, where do you want to start with this conversation?
2: Well, what I want to start with today is a little bit of a fun story. I'm going to tell a story about my family And it's a story about my oldest son. So my my wife and I, we have two boys. They're uh, around four years old and two years old. And I'll just use the example of last night at dinner. And this is not an anomaly. This happens all the time. (laughs) So last night at the dinner table, we sit down. And let me actually preface this a little bit by saying, so my wife is an occupational therapist and she's she works she's worked with children and and all sorts of people but she works with children now and i i just love it. She has all of these i just call them parenting hacks to help make things easier and and on everybody, on the kids and on the parents. And one of her parenting hacks that we we've implemented is whenever we have dessert, so if it's a some cake or cookie or ice cream, we'll often give our our two boys dessert right up front with the rest of their dinner. So it's not this traditional, uh, you have to eat all your peas and broccoli and chicken, and then you'll get dessert. Okay. We just, we say, it, here it is. You're not going to get more, but you can eat it now. You can eat it later. And the theory behind it is you don't put the desserts or the sweets kind of up on that pedestal where... Oh, because kids are they're always asking, can I have a treat? Can I have a candy? Can I have a this and that? And if you if you take it off the pedestal where it's not this, well, you have to do ABC and then you get D, you take some of the power out of it. And well, frankly, they're they're less annoying about always mm-hmm. wanting the cookie or the ice cream. <laughs> okay. so, so that's the backstory. So oftentimes we'll, we'll give my my oldest and our youngest their dessert just up front. Here you go. Here's your dinner. Here's the dessert, dessert with it. Eat it now. Eat it later. And most kids just go straight for the dessert. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would probably do the same even today. <laughs> 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 but 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 they do. They just they go straight for it. But my my oldest son Nathan, he I mean nine times out of ten I, I kid you not he he'll take it he'll check it out and he'll he'll put it to the side and say. I'm going to save it for later. And my wife and I were just baffled by this. I mean, what 4-year-old yeah. has the self-discipline to to take their dessert and just say I'm going to wait till later. And so he and and he does this all the time and we're just we're so impressed, my wife and I we just laugh. It's like, wow, that's incredible. And so last night we give him his ice cream with his his dinner and um, it just sits on the side and he he'll eat his broccoli Eat his chicken, eat his rice. Then, when it's gone or when he's done, then he will say, "Okay, now I'm going to eat my dessert." And it, so it's fascinating, just his his willingness to have delayed gratification.
1: Wow, I I'm impressed. It,
2: I, me I, too. I do not know any child who would do that. But, well, yes, and then contrast my two year old, exact opposite. He, right. he he goes straight for the dessert and <laughs> of course and then okay eat the dessert and then you, well he'll eat the rest of his dinner after but then he's asking for more and so all these parenting hacks can have backfires but <laughs> anyways I, I i was thinking about nathan and his his willingness to have that delayed gratification and when i was thinking about how to talk about roth ira accounts i was thinking you know, there there's some similarities there and and in similar in the sense of this, and I'll get into the technicals of a Roth, but in a Roth account, you, you pay your taxes up front, you put the money in, so you have to kind of endure that pain of, yeah, I'm going to pay my taxes up front, I'm not going to get that instant gratification, but down the road, it's all going to come back tax-free, so you have this delayed gratification of, okay, if I can endure some pain today, pay the taxes, down the road, you'll get that uh, that great satisfaction. You'll get dessert. You'll get, oh, you'll dessert. get You'll get dessert. Yes. yes. So, uh, and I know you're saying, Tom, did you just try to relate a dessert story to a Roth IRA? And yes, yes, I did.
1: I, but it makes sense.
2: It, it does in, in a lot of ways. And, and, and with that, I mean, I, I'll give some backstory on the Roth and want to just give you all kind of what are Roth IRAs? How do they work? And there's, with all things in finance, the tools out there for everybody are really the same. Everybody has access to the same tools, but how you apply those tools to your individual situation can be vastly different. So there's there's never blanket right or wrong answers, but let me just lay out a little discussion on Roth IRAs and it's like one of those great planning tools we have out there. So first, just basics of a Roth IRA. What is it? So Roth IRA uh, you mentioned this, Patrice. Um, Senator William Roth was the guy that it was named after. Uh, so Mr. Roth proposed this and um, got enacted 1997, 1998, something like that. And it's a different type of retirement savings vehicle. So there were always traditional IRAs. And with the traditional IRA, I think most people sort of understand how that works. You, It's a retirement account. You can put money in. And you can actually deduct that. So you can, if you put $1,000 in, you can uh, get a tax break for doing that. You get incentivized to do that. But when the money comes out of a traditional IRA later in life at retirement, it's all then fully taxable to you. So you have this sort of, well, you get to eat your dessert first with a traditional IRA, get that nice tax deduction immediately. But... Down the road, when you pull the money out, uh, you might think like, "Well, woohoo! I'm pulling out ten thousand dollars in retirement." Well, uh, maybe only seven thousand of that is yours. Mm. So, you know, you're kind of forced to eat your broccoli down the road uh, if you go with that traditional IRA. Roth IRA kind of works the opposite. You put money in; it's a retirement account. You cannot deduct it. So, if you put a thousand in, you cannot. Write that off on your taxes this year. But then uh, if you follow all the rules of the Roth, it all comes out tax-free on the back end. So you endure some of that pain up front. Okay, I'm going to pay the taxes. I'm not going to get my deduction. But down the road, there's a big payoff where every dollar you pull out is fully yours. Uh, There's no taxation on the back end being peeled off of there. So that's a that, that's high level how it works. And then what I wanna do now is just dive down a little bit more into some of the rules. And then I'll shed some light on some tactics and who might wanna consider a Roth IRA. So some basic 2023 rules for a Roth is you can make a contribution every year. This year, the limit is $6,500 if you're under 50 years old. If you're over 50, they give you a catch-up contribution, so you can add another thousand, seven thousand five hundred. So you you're limited in how much you can put in as a contribution, and that's that's similar to lots of retirement accounts. The one thing to be aware of with a Roth is there are income limitations. So if you're single and you make more than 153 thousand dollars a year, you can't contribute to a Roth. If you're married and you make more than 228000 a year, you can't contribute. So there are some rules that you need to make sure you follow. But fundamentally, th- those are the rules for this year and uh, how it works from a contribution and getting money into the Roth situation.
1: Does that make sense, Patrice? Yeah, that makes total sense, Tom. Total sense.
2: Good. So th- that's how you can get money into a Roth. Now... Where it gets more complicated, and it, it's not overly complicated, but when you start wanting to take money out of it, there are some specific rules you need to make sure you follow. And I'll, I'll outline this two ways. So for withdrawals to be truly tax-free in retirement, you have to do a couple of things. One, you need to be over age 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. So you have to wait till you're age 59 and a half or older, and you have to have held the Roth for five years. So two big qualifiers for those withdrawals to be truly tax-free. Now, the great thing about the Roth for a lot of people is the benefits it provides for withdrawals when you're under 59 and a half. There's a lot of flexibility built into how the Roth works, and the money is truly not tied up until you're 59 and a half, should you need it for a variety of reasons. So I want to outline some of those things. So first, you can have access to your contributions into the Roth at any time and how that would work practically is for example, if you put $10,000 of your money into a Roth over a couple of years, and it grows to $15,000, you can have access to your $10,000 at any time, tax-free, penalty-free, for any reason. And it's a great benefit for younger people who are also trying to maybe accomplish other things such as saving up an emergency fund or saving up for a first home purchase, something like that. And so in that regard, it's a great dual benefit type of account where you can say, okay, this should be primarily for retirement savings. But if needed, it could be used to serve a variety of functions before you hit retirement age. And it's one of the great reasons that for younger people, it's a a wonderful vehicle to put money in. You with me so far?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And
2: then there are also a variety of other qualified scenarios where you can take money penalty and tax-free out of the Roth. A couple of them are if you have qualified education expenses, if you have expenses related to a birth or adoption, if you become disabled or pass away, a lot of those restrictions are waived. So it's a very, very flexible account that can be used for a variety of reasons. But I want to I want to deviate from that a little bit because there are some pitfalls with that. And I just would like to share some insight into how I think about the Roth and how I like my clients to think about the Roth just from a strategic and optimization standpoint. So one of the, well, it's the double-edged sword. You can put money in. It's a great retirement savings vehicle, but it's easier to get money out. So when it's easier to get money out, well, what do people do? They uh, do it. Yeah. They do it. Exactly. And I see that quite a bit, especially with younger people where they know it's kind of there. And I really like my clients to think of this as a retirement account. This is money for your later years from age. I mean, I've shared this before. You work from age 20 to 60, and then you need your money to last from age 60 to hundred. And I, the Roth should be a key component for younger people in retirement savings. So a big pitfall is taking money out too soon because you do have that access to it. So that's why I, I like clients to think of it primarily as a retirement savings vehicle.
1: Quick question, um, Tom. In, yeah. in this case, taking the money out, you still have to have a valid reason, though, right? You can't or, just willy-nilly, willy-nilly say, oh, I, I want to upgrade my kitchen. I'm going to take the money out.
2: If you just take your contributions, you can do it willy nilly, any reason. Oh. So it kind of comes back to that. If you put 10,000 in and it grows to 15,000, that 10,000 you put in, you could use it to do your kitchen. No qualification required. Not good. Now, (laughs) the gain, the 5,000 gain in that scenario, Mm -hmm. there are lots of restrictions on that before, otherwise, it becomes penalized and you need to, to, to watch out for that, but primarily retirement savings vehicle. And w- what I would, I kind of want to break this into two scenarios because the Roth is a very powerful tool, but for different reasons and for different scenarios. So for younger people, I'll say those that are under 50, the Roth is great as a retirement savings vehicle. You get to pay tax now while Uh, Most people, when you're younger, you have less income. So if you're in your 20s and 30s, you're building a career, you tend to not be in one of the highest tax brackets, generally speaking. So it's not a bad idea to pay that tax up front at a lower bracket and then get the payoff 20, 30 years down the road from a tax-free withdrawal standpoint when you might be in a higher bracket. So that, that's how I like to look at it for younger people. For older people who are, I'll generalize and say maybe 55 or 60 years of age or older, it can still function as a retirement savings vehicle. No doubt about it. You still get those benefits. The downside of getting money into a Roth when you're older is it has, well, you have less years to live. So there's less years for that account to grow and so it's still a good retirement savings vehicle, but I look at it more as a tax planning vehicle when you are older, either approaching or in retirement. So, and I'll get into some of those tactics shortly, and I'll actually be doing some deep dives into those tactics in future episodes, but high level when you're older, it's a tax planning tool. And also when you're older, I look at it as a great legacy planning tool.
1: Hmm.
2: And uh, legacy planning in the sense that the Roth account, when it's inherited by a spouse or children, is also tax-free to them. So it's a great way to reduce the overall tax burden to a family over generations, as well as for an individual saving for their own retirement.
1: Can you have a Roth IRA with another retirement account, or do you have to go one way or the other?
2: So subject to the income limitation rules, yes, you can have it next to, and in addition to other retirement savings vehicles.
1: But then you're talking, you should have a plan though, when you're using different vehicles.
2: No, absolutely. Yes. And the plan, and this is where the key component comes in for the planning And I don't want to make this overly complicated on the podcast, but on an individual consultation, we can really dive deep into your personal scenario and what makes sense. And in the beginning of our episode, I used this generalization of, well, the Roth is eating your vegetables first, getting the dessert later. But there, there are nuances to that. And for example, if you are an individual who is in a very high tax bracket today, It might make a lot of sense to use a traditional IRA and actually get that tax deduction while you're earning a lot of income. And maybe you'll be in a lower tax bracket down the road in retirement, and it will come out taxable out of that traditional, but you'll pay less tax later and you get more bang for your buck getting the deduction today. So there are nuances to when you should use that traditional versus the Roth, sometimes might be worth eating your dessert first, depending (laughs) on your scenario. There are more nuances to the Roth. I wanted to hit the big ones. The last big benefit to the Roth IRA that I will share with everyone, and it comes back to where this is a wonderful tax planning tool in retirement, is that with a Roth IRA, there are no required minimum distributions. And... I won't dive deep into that, but if you have a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA, when you hit now, age 73, under current law, there are required minimum distributions you have to take out of those accounts. So the federal government requires you to take money out and pay the tax on it. With a Roth IRA, there are no required distributions. So if you need it in retirement, you can take it. Or you can continue to defer it, let it grow tax-free, either for yourself or as an inheritable asset to the family.
1: The government doesn't care. It's already gotten its taxes.
2: Exactly. So the longer you let that thing grow on a tax-free basis, the bigger bang for your buck you're going to get for yourself and for future inheritable assets.
1: Tom, when someone comes into you, a potential client, and you're talking about the Roth do they tend to say, no, I'll have my dessert later? It depends.
2: I can, And I, I just say that where a lot of people really like to get that tax deduction up front. And you, you go back 20, 30 years, that's what people are accustomed to. Yeah, I put money into a retirement account, I get a deduction, great. When I start talking with them about how well you put use a Roth account, you're not going to get that deduction. It's a hard pill for some people to swallow, but when we can paint the picture that your lifetime taxation might be lower by using a Roth as part of your strategy, most people are fully on board and they love it. I I mean, who doesn't want to give the government as little as possible? (laughs) True.
1: Quick question. Can an employer offer a Roth IRA now?
2: So an employer can offer, through their retirement plan, what's called a Roth 401k. So 401ks, IRAs, they work very similar. One is just on your own. The other is tied to your employer through a 401k. And it's become quite popular in recent years to have not only a traditional 401k at work, but a Roth 401k. And there are higher contribution limits on 401ks and Roth 401ks. So another hugely powerful tax planning tool. But again, you want to make sure you sit down, decide which is best for you and your scenario and for the family to help you make a decision on should it go to the regular traditional IRA, 401k, or the Roth?
1: How can somebody reach you, Tom? Because I'm sure there are lots of people who want to say, Tell me what might be best. So you
2: can reach me by email, Selbo at landmarkwealth.net. Or you can check us out on our website, landmarkwealth.com. I, I'd encourage you to check it out. There's a lot of great free calculators, projection tools. You can get to know uh, myself and our team by poking around there. And yes, I'd love to meet, talk about your personal scenario.
1: And of course, you know, you can follow this podcast, That way you'll know when the latest episode is ready for you and, of course, share it with others. Thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth Unlocked podcast with Tom Selbo. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. And follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Landmark Wealth for all podcast updates.